like eating a really good chicken wing? Um, no, I was just just messing with my audio settings again. Should be good now. Yeah, they're all over good. the place, you know. You know, you can never just you know settle in. It's 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 life. You know, you want to keep tinkering. Always, ever, ever churning. Yeah, exactly. You're always one thing or another. I mean, I'm the same way on all sorts of things. Yeah, you're never fully settled in. Like, why would you be? That means, like, what? You've achieved perfection? I don't think so. Well, I think on some level, you know, it's... I mean, with myself, I catch myself working harder on sometimes fiddling with these settings or technology than actually doing the creative work. Sometimes. Because it's easier to settle with, to, to fiddle with that stuff. And you feel like you're accomplishing something. But really, you're not, you're not doing shit. Sometimes you gotta do That's the work. Me. Sometimes you gotta just do the work. Mm-hmm. But in this case, can't do the work if the sound of my voice isn't being recorded. Yeah, that is like, true. There is a minimal one hundred percent. Speaking of which, of let me triple check this. Necessary here. tinkering. Because I moved some shit around. Yeah, it looks good. All right, this isn't extraneous tinkering we we're talking about. Right, this is core vital tinkering. Core, core tink. Core tink. We're in the tink core right now. Oh, oh feels good fun. in here. It's warm. Feels really good. Feels friendly and familiar. Know what I'm saying? Nice, yeah. That fucking sums up my feelings perfectly right there. <laughs> Though that's the thoughts. That's what the thoughts in my head sound like right now. A crescendo. That keyboard. Yes. <laughs> rising. A rising tone. Forever rising somehow. Somehow. It's almost like an impossibility, yet there it is. And it's like the same note, but it's rising. Also, right. It's the same note, but yet it also rises. The note also the note rises. Also rises, Adam. <laughs> well, that's what happens in the the tink core in the core of the tink. Yeah, that's where you end up. Shit. Where you end up there? I guess. Anyway, Tony's back. If you hadn't guessed. <laughs> oh, I heard. Yeah, I love Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Has done it again. He's back. It's uh it's been a while. He went he went away for a little while. It's had to he had to go away for a little while, but he's back. Yeah. I mean Tony, yeah, he needs, you know, his times. He needs his space, as we know. <laughs> Hell yeah, we do know that. <sighs> Higher notes. As long as he stays up on the top half of his core he takes up less space which is good this um james gang image you sent me. right yes what's the motivation for it well i was just looking at it at the moment when i sent it to her. i took that little screen crap out screen grab <laughs> not a screen crap i mean i guess you could call them that yeah, they cut. When you make those little screen grabs, you know, on 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 Mac OS, you know, you get you press the little keyboard yep. combo and you get the little crosshairs. Yep. Then they show up on your desktop. Yep. Those are it's kind of like little screen craps. They're, They're like just craps. left around like little nuggets all over your yep. file system. It's crapping up your desktop. So, so yeah. Yeah, it is a screen crap. So yeah, I just I I got the screen crap because well, didn't I send you? Some months ago, it may have even been like six months ago, I don't know, time is finicky, of like a similar YouTube video where they like had the layout of the band, or maybe I just sent you the song, but we were commenting on the weird like abbreviations for the people and what they do, and it was like, I don't, you know, I don't remember this. Dale Peters on B. Right. Joe Walsh, G, comma, VOC. It's like, right. why is there this weird little intensely truncated, plus they're all in like lowercase letters too. Like, 
Well, they wanted it to set a, so, set apart from the names. Yeah, I guess so. Names, caps, positions. I guess it's like, you know, 19, early 70s. It's like that was graphic. I was like cutting edge graphic design for television at the time or something. And I imagine maybe they're so small because like this is just a power trio. But maybe if there was more people, like there wouldn't be enough space or be like too small to read on like the little television low res at the time. So it's like, yeah, Jimmy Vox, DR. Now, let's not get okay. Jimmy Vox doesn't see he's on the DR, (laughs) but his name is Vox. So that's just confusing. Also, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Get that guy on vocals, please. Right. Get him some singing lessons. Do a little coaching. His and name then... would be self-explanatory. You wouldn't right. need to put VOC in little letters. Nope. It would be built into his name. But yeah, I was just watching that. And even... And I was like, no, that's odd. They're doing the same thing. Maybe it's from the same whatever music show from the 1970s. That's what they did the last time when I sent you. I'd have to really search back to find it. But I could swear we were talking about that. Oh, man. The DR. Six so months so ago. On, on, might as well be six years ago. Yeah, I really exactly. don't know. But I was like, here it is again. The little the little letters denoting who is in what position in the band. Like, this took me a little, a little while here to figure it out. Like... Jimmy Vox, Doctor, Dale Peters, B, and then I know who Joe Walsh is, G, Vox, and I see him there. Why why VOC? Why not just V? Like, why is vocals get abbreviated VOC, but everything else? Well, it could be vibraphone. Same could be vibraphone. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Vibraphone? Like, what about drums, D? What, What other D instrument would this get confused with? The Detente. No, no, it's not the detente. It's a, like um, how many rock bands have a D that's not a drum that we have to like make drum DR? Um, or is it just like the first consonant sound? So dir, ba, j. It's not like B A for I mean, Dale. They Peters could be playing a dobro, bass. You know, a dulcimer maybe. Yeah, dulcimer. I'm sure there's instruments with D, but like. I'm sure there's lots with B also. Well, bassoon, but yeah. it just gets a B. I guess you, there's a certain assumption Bio-win. of knowledge based around Joe Walsh and the James Gang that they're a rock band. So, exactly. And there's only three of them, so you can kind of yeah. This and that's surprising it, too, is because I I had no idea. I didn't really un, like have any knowledge of the inner workings of this band, and I would have fucking assumed that there were like eight people in this band. Joe Walsh and the James Gang. Well, now the James Gang then is only two people. Is Does two right. people constitute a gang? I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I believe at this point they're just known as James Gang. Well. But maybe, I mean, you know, maybe there's more people later on down the line. I don't know a whole lot about James Gang. To be honest, well, clearly neither do I. I mean, I listen to them, yeah. but I, I listen barely to, listen to them. I listened to only the one album that had Funk Forty Nine and Funk Forty Eight on it. Okay. Um, I'm definitely gonna check it out because one, I love power trios. At, they've got that album, whatever the fuck it's called. God damn it! And it has "Walk Away." You probably know that one. Yeah, though that's where I that's where the screen grab came from. They're doing "Walk Away" live. Yeah, I do know "Walk Away." Uh, yeah, that's what brought me here. It must be um, James Gang rides again. Is that the one? Oh no, Funk Forty Nine is on James Gang rides again. What the fuck is the? I think "Walk Away" was their first hit. What? Well, oh, it doesn't mean that their first album had no hits in their second. Or maybe James Gang Rides Again was their first album. I don't know. No, I'm making uh, assumptions. Your album, right. your album is like your blues. Your album. That's okay. that's our first one. That had Funk Forty Eight on it, and that's probably the yeah. only one I know from that. And then they wrote again with Funk Forty Nine. Right. Right. That's exactly okay. right. And then Walk Away was on their third album. <laughs> okay. Called Thirds. Thirds. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to listen to more James Gang. 
I think, I mean, I was watching this live performance and I was really digging it. They got, you know, some old Joe Walsh brings the energy, man. <laughs> if nothing else, he's going to bring all of that Coke fueled energy. Yeah. One hundred one one thousand percent. They're good. You know, if if you're in the mood for that kind of late 60s, early 70s power trio rock and roll, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, power trio. So before I go on, can you hear that talking in the background in the other room or is that not being picked up? I hear it just now that you said it and you stopped talking. I heard a, a little bit. of Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know if I need to go make them. Maybe I'll make I, think I they might be leaving. I don't. You know, when that shit goes on in the background over here in these here parts, I don't really care. <laughs> well, this could this will go on for the entire episode, but well, let's see how it goes. Um, power trioing. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. I think the power. See, I'm all distracted. Yeah, the power trio. The only thing better than the power trio is like a power duo. Whoa. Really. Whoa. Who's a power duo? White Stripes. White fucking Stripes. I think they may be the only power duo that I know of. Yeah. I'm sure there's other bands that are duos, but I don't know if I would describe them as a power duo. Right. Right. But I, I think the most... I feel the less people, yet the more power... If you can increase the power and take down the amount of people, you're in a good place. Yeah, that's for sure. Or raise the power is what I meant. I think I said take down. Raise the power while you take down the amount of people. Yes. Which White Stripes, they took it to the next level. Yeah. Now, if you could be a power single. That would be something. That, But see, that might just take it too far. Because what are you going to do? Have like a, a bass drum on your back? Two little like mallets on your elbows, boom, boom, while you're like, well, but you know that shit is good too. I've seen some shit like that that really rocked. To be honest, I mean, you could, um, you know, you know, like the uh, Dylan Tom Petty thing, Chris Ratty thing. You got the the mouth harp around your neck there in place. You yeah. don't have to use your hands. You're playing a guitar. Now you got two feet. You could use one for a bass drum, one for the kick, and then uh, one yeah. for like a little hi hat. And then you got I mean, two to drums, be honest, mouth harp, guitar. What else do you fucking need? You could probably decently cover any White Stripes song as a <laughs> a power single <laughs> single person. You know, you may not be able to do all the drumming, but you can get close enough. Right. right. Just have like a foot pedal that hits like the bass drum and like the the snare at the same time. Mm-hmm. And just... And pretty much the same thing. Or, or so, you, yeah. have, you have two pedals right next to each other. So you'd go right. for the kick and then for the snare. And then you do that with your right foot. And then you got your hi-hat mm-hmm. or your crash. You could have two little pedals, one for the high, one for the crash. Once in a while, you got to have that crash if you're if you're Meg, right? Right. Uh, but you, not a lot. <laughs> and like, yeah. Now she's fucking awesome, but not complicated. No, her awesomeness lies in the lack of complication. Yeah, it's the you know once a drumming gets too complicated or complex. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Everything can go wrong. Yeah. But that's the genius in a way is that like, okay, I'm going to go make some new music sonically, break some ground. And and, and, and the way you'd normally do that is like, well, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to add something, add some something. But no. Take it away. Meg and Jack together, they created something without a doubt highly built on stuff that came before don't get me wrong right but at the same time they also created they took that and also made it their own in a truly energetic unique way and by making it simpler i love them for that love it their compositions as a whole are simple 
simpler. But there's also the dynamic and the contrast between Meg's very straightforward but bombastic drumming and mm-hmm. Jack's, like, <laughs> sometimes super fucking complicated guitar playing. Yeah, that is true. And sometimes well, he's just hitting the power song. chords, but other times he's doing yeah. things that sure defy logic. Right. Well, you'll hear a song you're like, well, that's definitely two guitars. You have the power chord and then the like high pitched kind of like yeah. solo type stuff happening. And then you watch him do it live and he's doing it all himself. Right. Simultaneously. Right. And, you, and you're, you're like, like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. You raging asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ugh>. <sighs> I've been playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing guitar for <laughs> 26 years. <laughs> I'm so, so terrible. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> well, I mean, that, again, I think in the guitar, you can find that same kind of contradiction and that a guitar is so simple six strings anybody can hit one of the strings and make a note 20 frets or whatever (laughs) like that's it yet you can do so much crazy stuff and there's stuff that hasn't even no one's ever done yet I know I know but you can't get to the stuff that no one's done yet without a baseline of no, that's very true. Of uh, not talent. Well. Not even skill, but like knowledge. I think there's something about a person that just has a kind of like music in them, a certain soul in them, a certain energy and life force that comes out via music just had happens like... um Daniel Johnson. Is that his name? Johnston. He's got a T in there. Johnston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Daniel Johnston. I was listening to him last night. Fucking A. And I was so fucking moved. It's crazy. Moved beyond moved. But again, he's this like outsider musician guy, <clears throat> like recording on a tape deck at home in the early 80s, yeah. just like singing his heart out. Yep. And it's just fucking amazing. It's like nothing else. It's borderline unlistenable when you first hear it. And you're like, what is this childish shit? Yeah. But then after but it, after a few minutes even, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> listen to, to what he's doing. Listen, yeah. just listen to it. Yeah, he would, and, uh, he'd go around handing out his tapes to anyone... Who he met basically, he'd go to radio stations and just give him tapes, and like yeah, to like DJs and shit. Like, please play my music. And they're like, okay, and they're like, you put it on, you just hear like childish noise at first, and then eventually you hear the Beatles. It's like right. fuck, and then like, I think one of the DJs like gave the tape away to someone else. Like, holy shit, listen to this, and he wanted another one. And he's like, here, I, I need another tape. And <laughs> Daniel's like, okay. He went home and re-recorded the whole album. That's how he would make another tape. Because it's all he, yeah, he'd record it. He, he yeah. didn't, he didn't <laughs> copy the tape. He didn't tape. make copies no, of it. He would just re-record it. He would hit record and sing it, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, and <laughs> the guy was like, I realized he had gone home and just re-recorded the entire album and gave me another copy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I have yeah. a piece of his art Amazing. around here somewhere. I got to find it. Hang it. We talked yeah. About I that. think I remember yeah. when you got that, I have a vague recollection. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm late to the Daniel Johnston show. Like I was aware that he existed and like some of his doodles and stuff like are kind of because of Nirvana probably and Nirvana. It was in the shirt. Yeah. It took me a while to connect that. Okay. That's why I recognize that the famous picture of Kurt Cobain with that shirt. Yeah. But then, um, 
And he was with yeah, Sonic, I, like I, he was hanging out with Sonic Youth for a while. I'm surprised like that didn't ring any bells for you. Yeah, I mean, I think it did. Like I think I was aware this thing was out there, but you know, before the internet, I still have a hard time conceptualizing how people I mean, I guess it was all just word of mouth or you had to Zines. be in a certain scene. Like how some of this, yes, stuff got so disseminated. It was zines but and scenes. Zines and scenes. If you didn't zines get a zine and you weren't in the scene, you well, got no, you you got got no, no green. Horns. You got no means. Yeah. Now the whole internet is one giant zine. Yep. Or a million disparate zines. Not sure. Right. It's 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 simultaneously a one giant zine right. with billions of smaller zines. Right. It's like a fractal pattern all the way down <laughs> to the atomic level of the zine, all the way up to like the galactic level of the scene, the universe level of the zine. The internet's the scene. Then each uh, each little fractal shoot there off are the zines. There you go. That's a better way to look at it. Yeah, for sure, man. You can't be in the scene sure. without subscribing to some zines. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I'm just going to go have a can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> now that, talk about your kind of scene. That's it I right know, there. I'm really into the bean scene, man, for sure. <laughs> should I ate another can of garbanzos yesterday. You should make a zine about your bean scene. I didn't raw dog it though you know i should that's a fucking good idea i do have the urge a lot like to be like you know i'm gonna make a zine and hand it out to people well it's a it's still an urge i get and i would lately say I've been getting it a lot the, i think i might start doing it the barrier to zine creation is very low now it's lower than it's ever been lower i actually have been. here i'm opening this drawer can I pull it out? I made a little one. Now, this is not a, a newsletter. This is a zine. Yes, it was def it's definitely not a newsletter. It's definitely a zine. I made one just as a lark. Like, what would it might, what could it be like? And I put it together, printed it on the home printer, stapled it, you know, folded it in half. I got a, a program that, you know, you take like a document that's pages and then it automatically prints it on two like in essence four pages on one sheet front and back ordered properly so it prints out all i have to do is fold it and staple it so it's it's landscape so i got the technology landscape. figured out <clears throat> it prints it landscape is what you're saying yes huh all right so in essence take like a document pages document word document mm -hmm. you can just work on it normally like page one scroll down page page three but then when you print it it prints it like a foldable thing. And maybe that's just easy to do. I don't know. I was Googling how to do that. And everyone said, well, download this program and feed the, you know, document through that. And I that's what I did. Yeah, I don't know that that's easy to do. I mean, if, you, if you're if you competent with InDesign, it's not that hard. But yeah. again, that's another barrier well, to entry. Well, I was just is thinking, isn't that... Shouldn't that just be a setting in the print dialogue of whatever app you're using? But I guess it's not. Yeah, I designed it in Pages, Apple's Pages application, yeah. and then and just a regular exported it as a PDF, and then ran it through this other app that then gave me another thing to print out. Did you have to use printed it the... exactly like I needed? Did you have to use the middleman of the PDF format? To be honest, I don't remember. I'm just imagining. But in essence, I made it in Pages, then took it from Pages to this other app. However, I did that. And then I think that app then gave me the option to print it. You needed some portability. And when that app printed it, it printed it the right way automatically. So all I had to do was take the pages off the printer, fold it in half, put a staple in the middle. So your workflow required a portable document. Maybe. It did require a portable document. Okay. It had to be portable from one app. To, exactly. Yeah, all right. I guess that makes sense. But, the, yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you can just go into the print dialog from Word or Pages or something and print it out like that. Or yeah, if you can, it, it, it might, out as booklet. It might require some, like, 
you know, like scale to fit is a bit of a yeah. technology you have to well, really take some time with. Yeah. Might be I, like I mean, that. I, like there's a printer side to this now that you'd have to like manually take some control of and feed the papers back in maybe. And then it could get all fucked. You know, once printing right. gets too complex, everything can go wrong. Yeah. Again, another barrier to entry. I think between the graphic design and then the printing, like it used to be like if you had your own zine, you were doing some shit. Yeah. But now. Well, I had. So growing up, I was very lucky that we had a a Xerox machine. Oh, my God. Photocopier in your home, in our home. Holy shit. And so that opened up a lot of possibilities. I bet it did. So I was definitely, even in like fifth grade, experimenting with self-publishing. Hell yeah. I I made a little newsletter. This was before I was aware of zines. I I, I was a newsletter. I made a newsletter and, and would bring it into school in fifth grade and pass it out to everybody. How many copies would you say like you'd pass out? Like a little fuck. Like a little fuck. I don't know. <laughs> However many kids are in my class in fifth grade, probably like... 20 some 26 30 i don't know wow you give it to your entire I printed class enough to give everyone one more or less wow maybe a couple extras for good luck yeah, yeah i gotta have some backups Mm-hmm. but you know it's the nice little like you know cut things out you know you'd have this was a one pager okay so you know i could like you know and and you know i could like print some text out or draw things, cut things up and, you know, uh, glue, stick them all onto the one master sheet to do the graphic layout and then photocopy that. And then you had your nice one sheet with, you know, your, your art and your text all exactly how you placed it out and wanted it. There was no word processing going on. There was a small amount of word processing because we did have... A, uh, a a very old computer. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was very old. No, we didn't have that computer then. Wait a minute. I'm so fucking confused now. On the timeline for this. Because <clears throat> I also had a newsletter when I was in... <sighs> either 6th grade or possibly 7th grade. So you made your own newsletter also? Yes. But I this used... Is- what astounding yeah i i used our computer and i (laughs) it was a sports-based newsletter specifically american football-based newsletter with um an audience reach of exactly one and i used dr genius (laughs) on the computer to (laughs) create it and I would write right, yeah. little like write-ups. It was basically, uh, it was all to uh, ridicule my one teacher for liking a certain American football sports okay. team. And it was called the Loser, Loser's Herald, it was called. Nice. Because they were so bad. And then I would do little like analyses and commentary on that week's, hopefully lost, but if it was a win... Then I would denigrate the team that they beat as being, you know, don't be proud of that sort of thing. Yes. I have pictures, you know, I'd copy and paste shit from like online articles because nice. we, we had whatever internet back then, which still astounds me that I was getting like my sports information online in sixth grade, mm-hmm. seventh grade. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, and then I'd print it out. We had a printer. And I was very proud of it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm sure that teacher really respected your creativity and effort. <laughs> I think so. He was he. I'm assuming a yeah, he. This I don't a, know yeah, why. Yeah, this is a guy. Gender bias. M- Mr. Stein. He, he was probably like, look at young Adam. <laughs> like putting this effort into prose and creativity and doing this like you got images he thinks he's just having fun having a laugh but really he is his young mind is 
learning and expanding through this task. My job as a teacher is going well. Except he was the history teacher, so it's not like he wasn't even like English or art or anything. It was just history. Right. Still, young mind yeah. working on that. Young mind no matter things. what your discipline, you gotta appreciate it. I think so. I think. I think so too. Didn't yeah, yeah obviously I, I think Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just I was just saying I think mine was not mine was not done on a computer. Even though my memories of doing it on the computer, but again, memories are slippery. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz we did not have a computer like that until I was in 7th grade. Before that, you know, we had computers, but not like Yeah. Right. And no printer. You know, we had like the TI-99 4A, which was kind of like a Commodore 64-ish type yeah. thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, we got our first like computer that ran DOS and actual software. I believe I was in seventh grade when we got that. And um, so I must have been doing this on the typewriter, even though I don't really remember it that way. Do you type it out? Or did we have some there? Did we have another computer that I don't remember? No, I don't think so. That's a perfectly viable way to do it. Type it out. Yeah, I think I must have did it on the typewriter. And then you photocopy it. You know, you you do that layout. Yeah. Well, on the typewriter, you get that nice little thing where, like, you, like, hit the wrong letter. And you're like, well, instead of fixing it, I'm going to backspace and, like, put the right letter just on top of it. It's like, that looks close enough. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. And that actually, you know, that's an aesthetic that's just been completely lost now. I know. That doesn't, there was probably yeah. a couple of those in my in my newsletter. That's definitely the part, you know, the laziness is definitely where, uh, you know, it's my biggest barrier to really anything is extreme <laughs> laziness. I was like, well, I hit the wrong letter. I'm not going to retype it. My just going to kind of back up and type the right letter over top the wrong one. Right. It's an O. But in that case, it accidentally, in, I think, created something cool. I'm going to type an E over the O, and now it's just an O with, like, a cross beam going through the yeah. middle of it. They'll get it. Exactly. But then my mom... And it doesn't was a, perfectly line up either, so, like, the ooh. E is a little, like, ever so imperceptibly shifted off where the O was. But, yeah, it all works. A little smudgy, but big deal. My mm-hmm. mom was a bookkeeper for this retirement community and first of all they had a photocopier there which of course I fucked around with a lot but she also had a typewriter that was like it was actually a word processing typewriter and it had a tiny little screen like I don't know what you're talking about Yeah. yeah and then you could also like fuck I fucked something up like I did uh instead of an like four words ago and as long as it was within like 10 or 20 words or characters or whatever yes you could say you could backspace and say delete and and i want to put uh there and it had like a little white out strip and it would go and click 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 white out over it and then you could type the right letter in there oh really that's how that thing works yeah that's nice oh super because i've seen those i've never seen one in person but i've since seen them like photos of them or references to them where it's like yeah it looks like it has like a little maybe it's different from what you're talking about like it had a little screen though where you could see what you were typing or no like yeah, an L- yeah, yeah. led yes. type screen yeah led or yeah liquid yeah like the like something. green it was just kind of like it wasn't like a it wasn't the green on black it was just like a it was like what you got on like a calculator kind yeah. of yeah 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 but with yeah and you could uh Right, yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. So, but that's how they worked. You could like go back, and it would, because I imagine it was something like, okay, you can type a couple lines of text, and then be like, okay, that's good. You hit enter, and it kind of like types it out for you, and yeah. then type out another mm-hmm. one. But you're saying you type, it would actually type it out, and it'd be like, oh, let me fix it. Backspace, backspace, erase the end, and it would like beep, 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 do it. I, you know, it's Who a long, knows? it's a long time ago. It could have been. I have to look up YouTube videos of people using this to see how they worked. Could have been the way you but described. But I do remember the whiteout strip thing. Yes, I forgot about that. So those could have been separate instances. Yeah, I, I I feel the typewriter that we had at home did not have that functionality. It was a primitive typewriter, 
like from decades earlier. Mm-hmm. But the, um, but when I did took typing in high school, they gave the uh, there was like this like kind of like erase button on it, so you could kind of like backspace, but I hit erase mm-hmm. and it would like pop a blue like boom. Okay, just white it out that letter. Uh, so when you took typing in high school, you were taking it on typewriters. Yes. Huh. Even though I also had classes with computers in them. Weird. At the same exact time. Yeah, that's weird. We took typing on computers. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it makes no fucking sense, except for maybe the fact they were like, well, when you go out into the job world, you're going to be typing on typewriters, not on some fancy computer. So you need to know your way around a typewriter, like whiteout strip, carriage return, right. like all that kind of stuff. Right. I don't know. Or it was just like, you know, here's a here's a typing class with 40 people in it. Like we can't have 40 computers. Yeah. When you go to the class that uses computers, there's like five of them and everyone there's like, okay, four people for a computer to gather around and work together on it. Right. You know, a typing class I took was probably the most (laughs) impactful class I ever took in high school when I think back on it. Yeah, man, because I could type. I could fucking type. See, on I a could type going into the typing class because I was so used to using computers at home, as well as before that typewriters typing up my little newsletters. I didn't type so correctly. I, I was pecking. Did not type correctly, and I do not believe I still type correctly. Hmm. But I was able to type very fast. And were you using two fingers? Somewhat. Somewhat. No, I was not using two fingers. Okay. But I definitely did not type the correct way and i'm and i'm sure i cannot type like professional typists at the time you know well no it's like oh you know like you're you're going for some job to be a a executive assistant or what they call time like a secretary or something and it's like how many words per minute i'm sure my words per minute weren't like you know those people need to type like Hundred words a minute, like super fast. They're, they're they're typing all day. Typing More than about that, productivity. 140, 150 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not doing that, but probably I have no idea how fast I type. I've never measured it, but I did enough to get by, enough to get through that class without doing it the right way, and I still probably type to some degree, just self-taught, winging it to this day. I mean, I was hitting like mid seventies up to eighty. With few, yeah, I with have few no mistakes. Idea. I have no idea. I have no conception of typing rates. Is that fast? Is that slow? Is that close to what I do? Way faster? Way slower? I have no idea. There's there's easy little sites. I have no frame of reference. You can go on and just do a quick test. You know, we could have a type off. Yeah, and see. We we could. I bet you'd beat me because you you took the lessons from that typing class. You got your fingers all positioned oh, on yeah. the home row, right? Yep. You're doing it all. Yep. S8, and then I would go home and practice at home, too. In fact, maybe I was practicing at home before I got into the typing class because, yeah, I think I found, I either found, like, a little typing place on the internet, whatever the internet was back then, or, like, maybe it came with a little typing assistant. It's like, put your fingers here. S-A-D. D-A-D, you know, don't look at the keyboard. Right. Yeah. It felt very empowering, though, to be able to type really fast the oh, right I'm way. Oh, I'm sure. Like learning the fucking guitar. <sighs> I feel and now like, we all type with our thumbs on our phones. I know. The fuck? <sighs> yeah, I might not be any good at it anymore because I don't have to do it that much. Right. And then, like, even when I do, I don't bother so much, even with typos or capitalization. It's like, what has become of us? Yeah. I think I've talked about it before, but I became very good at the T9 text input method. Is that uh, for, like, on your phone, one through nine? Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's the way where you can type, like, in essence... Like, like, you know, you would just type. So if you wanted to write sad, you just would hit the numbers on the phone. Right. That had S, A, and D. Hit three numbers, right? Basically. Yeah. And then it would just know, 
oh, okay, the only words this could make is sad. Or, or maybe if there was a couple, it would then pop up sad or, right. I don't know, mad or whatever is next to the S. Tad. It could make another word, and you have to choose. Tad. Yeah, tab. Sad, so, tab. You know what I mean? It would come up as sad because that's the more common, but there'd be a little thing above it, kind of like on the iPhone tab, yeah. and you could say, no, you I wanted that tab, there, and then yeah. go on. Boop. But so it'd be a lot two of more words clicks. that are like you could click to the right and then click down and then hit enter. Click click. Nope, didn't want sad this time. Wanted tag. Click click. Yep. Okay. And and if you got into words that were like four letters long, five letters long, like there weren't a whole lot of options. It knew you probably so a lot yeah. of words. It was like there's only one word, possible word. It's this. But like I got to the point where I would not have to think about just like typing on a computer. Wow. I don't think about which key. I just like. Hello, Adam. I am typing to you. Just right. do it with your fingers. I'm even thinking. Yeah. I got to that point with that T9 input method. That's and amazing. sometimes I miss it. I think it's, you know, you, you, I text with you a lot. You see the misspellings and the issues yeah. I have. Yes, I do. I kind of missed that T9 in a way. I was accurate and very fast. I got very used to it. Do you think you were faster at the T9 input method than... You know, typing with your thumbs? I don't know if I was faster. More accurate. But I was accurate, and it was just as... For me, it became just as intuitive. Like, I wouldn't... Like I said, I wouldn't have to think about, okay, what letters... To, okay, I'm trying to write the word gutter balls. What do I have to hit? Let me look. Okay, G, where is that? Okay, five, nine, seven, seven. Like, I would just be... Like, I just did it automatically. With the one, it's one thumb, not two. Right. Much more efficient. You can be Your doing, whole other thumb could be doing yeah, something doing else. Doing something else over there, you know, over here. You know, something else going on. Yeah. Maybe you're eating a fucking hot dog with that thumb. Yeah. Well, and they started, they made keyboards that were that way. Keyboard board might be a stretch, but like in essence, a USB thing, you plug in it on the end, it was just like the, you know, uh, 10 numbers from like a on a phone keypad you just hold in your hand and enter text in the computer madness that way too madness yeah you know it's nice when the the tool becomes invisible yes exactly that's a very succinct way to put what I'm trying to say the T9 input method the tool became invisible to me I reached that level which I think is only maybe notable because it's me and I would never imagine that would be that way to me but it was it's nice it's mm -hmm. the dream that's you know 26 years later what I wish would happen with the fucking guitar but it hasn't it's like I would like to play this song and I don't really want to think about the guitar itself I just want the song to be in the air now how many hours a week do you play the guitar sometimes zero almost never more than one hour per week well there you go i mean i know that you know you gotta be like those beatles playing eight shows a day in oh, germany or whatever I know, I know and then they become like masters I or know. so that that guy says what's his name who knows that everyone used to think was cool and now they hate 10,000. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. 10,000 hours. Right. I'm, well, yeah, I'm 15 years older than the oldest Beatles were when they broke up. <laughs> I'm, as, I'm as much older than they were when they broke up. I'm the, That amount of time is the, basically the same age <laughs> as they were when they started, M more or less. Right. Right. Yeah. So I've have had a lifetime since I would have theoretically broken up my own Beatles. I've already had another lifetime where I could have like learned right. the guitar. Never minding the You've lifetime. You've had multiple before. Beatles spans. Multiple. I've had. Fuck, man. Okay, say you're twelve before you can really, which is not true, but maybe for me, you're twelve right. before you can really. I'm going to play the guitar now. So I've had what the fuck? There's. I've had four. Four and a half Beatles lifetimes to learn some fucking guitar. They were well, only together for seven years. Well, there's a limit to how years. much. 
you can fucking do though at the same time depends on what's important like the Beatles did what they did but they didn't fucking have a podcast you know (sighs) yeah I suppose that's true they didn't do video editing for shit no definitely not except for maybe Paul did he no I have no idea you would think if one of them was gonna probably be him though yeah yeah, but uh, and barriers to entry gone. Compare us to what the Beatles had to work with when it comes to like creating and or releasing content. Yeah. That's true. There's just no excuses. No excuses for not making it. Tons of excuses maybe for not, you know, becoming chart topping successes, but no excuse for not just doing it. Right. That's what I and mean. Putting the emotion out there in the world, yeah. Like my, like we, like my zine, which I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start making my zines and handing them out. I've decided now. All right. Can I? Do I have to subscribe or how does this happen? When when, when I will, or do you have to be uh, chosen? <laughs> no, you can certainly subscribe. How, how would someone uh, subscribe? I, 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 <laughs> again, it's a new idea now we have to decide exactly how to manage that but i'm gonna put it together how would someone subscribe to it if they wanted to if well, that's if it becomes available know, man i don't know i will i will put out some some information out there on the internet on social media on this podcast on when when i have that worked out maybe i'll create a uh you know a form where you can go enter in your name and address i'll send it out well maybe we could put we know it how on, good uh, i am at sending stuff out to people Maybe when people subscribe to, you know, our Twitter feed or something, there could be a link on our website where they could also subscribe to your zine if we ever, if you ever reach that point in production. It could be some, could be like that. Maybe I'll do like a Patreon. You have to subscribe $1 a month. Yeah. Covers the cost of postage and printing or something. Mm -hmm. Monthly zine. I don't know. Don't know yet. Well, if you decided to do that, how would people find that? Oh, I see where you're going. Well, they <laughs> I mean, would I find tried. that I tried. by going to gutterballs.tv. That's gutterballs.tv. That's our website. That's where you can find the latest episodes. The hub. As well as links to our social media, our Twitter, at guttercast. That's a great place to subscribe. Um, you know, you can find a link to buy our merch. We have some great. Oh, great merch out there. Buy a fucking mug. Yes. Our episode, Gutterballs Episode 1 commemorative mug. It continues to be one of my favorite mugs. It's glorious. I have one too, and it's glorious. Yeah, it's it, it it's wonderful. Um, it's a little world my, you can sink into when you're having your coffee. Yes. There is a lot of content on this mug. I would say be- you should go check it out. Gutterballs.tv, click on merch, check out that episode one commemorative mug. Between that one and the This is um, a private residence man, I think those Yes. Those are the best bang for your proverbial buck. Yeah, those are some great, great items. You know, I don't have I have the Gutterballs logo mug and I have the the episode one commemorative mug. I need to get the This is a private residence man mug. Yeah, or maybe a t-shirt. Or a t-shirt. Well, that's not my problem. I'm too fucking big for their t-shirts. Oh, yeah. I'm six foot eight, for those of you out in listening land. Yeah. So, unless it's a double tall, right? it pretty much goes down to my navel. It's like a half shirt on me. <sighs> right. Because you don't any, need it to any be regular t-shirt. wider, necessarily. You just need it to be fucking longer. For yeah. The most part. Well, I need it to be wide too. But the, uh, yeah, but even if you get, well, I mean, that's just that you can get like extra large 2XL. But it's, it's proportional like, okay, wide, wide and tall. <laughs> you, for sure. You need but it's it to not, be two to one, two, yes. two units tall, one additional unit wide. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As you add the X's, it gets wider and wider and only like a hair longer. No and good. And I'm like, no good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like these shirts come in 4X. It'll fit you. It's like, no, it won't. 
it'll look, just look bizarre and ridiculous because it'll be twice as wide as my body, but only covered like the top two thirds of it. Yeah. Well, you could get a duvet cover. There you go. Nice. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm just going to, I need to spray. Yeah. I'm going to fucking furnish my whole house and gutter balls merch. <laughs> we got clocks, you know, you get a fucking clock clocks. Um, you know, those, uh, leggings, get some leggings. I'm wearing some long John leggings right now. That thermal kind of legging material stuff, you know, it's one of my favorite shit to wear in winter. I love it. I don't think it's as big a deal if the, um, if the leggings don't go all the way down to your ankles, that's almost a style. Yeah. And you know, the socks, Sure. I tuck the leggings into my socks. So pull the socks up, tuck them in. I bet it it could work. Yeah, it could could definitely work. work. Get a little phone case. Yep. Sky's the I'm limit. so close to getting rid of phone cases. I don't use them. I can't can't quite bring myself to do it. You scared of the dropsies? Scared of the dropsies and also while holding a phone without a case, which I'm doing right now as I'm talking. Adam, I'm holding in my hand <laughs> a phone without a case. Yes. It feels so good, and it's so like, wow, no case. It's so thin. The corners are round. It's nice. But ultimately, when that novelty wears off, I'm like, you know, it's just easier to hold this phone if it's actually a little thicker and meatier around the edges. It's more comfort. But granted, I have an iPhone from several years ago. And you have... Brand new iPhones. Not brand new, but the, the current generation of iPhones have a different design that I think... That I'm so in love with that I think when I order one soon, I am not, I'm going to try it without the case. And you got large hands too. So smaller phone, yeah. smaller, thinner phone might be a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. To wield. Tough. All right. Well, I guess I should do work. Some, yeah, I guess it's time to wrap this up. You gotta just, you gotta like close out the week with a little bit of work, just to like a you gotta, oh shit. You gotta let's close uh, out strong. Yeah, let's just do like, you know, ten to fifteen minutes of actual solid work, and then I can feel mm-hmm. good cruising into the weekend. Exactly. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I think I'm gonna do the same thing. Seems to me.